On this week's XJ Talk Show, some good news is confirmed for the future of the Jeep Wrangler, and it's official. The Grand Wagoneer returns in 2018. We've got lots of voicemails to share. We spread some of that YouTube love. We hear a submission from the mind of Nikki G, and we announce a new addition to the 4x4 Radio Network. Tony's Jeep gets a little hot and bothered. Tammy's Jeep gets a new steering mod, and Amazon You Bought What brings the funny. All that and some upcoming off-road events on the next XJ Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the XJ Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. First week in G. Oh, we've got some confirmation of some long-awaited news. It is official. There has been no shortage of speculation about the future of Jeep products, most of it revolving around the next-generation Wrangler and whether or not it's going to become unibody or independent front suspension and all this other nasty stuff that's basically going to make it, well, not a Wrangler anymore. Nearly every component, from the wheels to the windshield and from the engine to the axles, have been fodder for the rumor mill. Today at the New York Auto Show, Jeep boss Mike Manley confirmed what we thought all along. Next Generation Wrangler will maintain its frame construction, that is, body-on-frame construction. Oh, thank goodness. One question, if an aluminum body would fit into the equation, Manley replied, it can be done, but wouldn't further elaborate. Whether the Wrangler will be built is still, where the Wrangler will still be built is, uh, is a question without an answer. Set to debut for the 2017 model year, the current school of thought is that the Wrangler body goes aluminum, it'll need to move production from its longtime home in Toledo, Ohio to a facility optimized for working with the alloy. Meanwhile, the city of Toledo is doing everything in its power, including prepping a large parcel of land located directly adjacent to the current Wrangler facility to make sure production doesn't stray from the T-Town borders. Toledo is all Jeep, people. Not only is it home to Wrangler production right now, but its current Jeep Cherokee is also assembled there as well. I've told you guys we'll keep you posted as to the future of the manufacturing home for the next Wrangler, so if you want to stay up to date, just keep listening to the XJ Talk Show. Now, the Grand Wagoneer is on track for 2018. That's right, I said Grand Wagoneer. There's another blast from the past. We haven't heard much about its development since the maker mentioned it at the 2014 Fiat Chrysler Investor Day almost a year ago. Fans anticipating its return, including myself, will be glad to hear that Mike Manley says the flagship SUV is 100% on track to be ready for its debut in the 2018 model year. The Grand Wagoneer will sit above the Grand Cherokee in the lineup. Give Jeep its first three-row offering since the ill-fated Commander, which I thought was just a darn shame, and fulfill Sergio Marchion's wish to have a true Range Rover competitor in the FCA portfolio. While Mike Manley didn't offer any specifics regarding the challenges of the Grand Wagoneer's development, he did say that the Wagoneer program was one of the most exciting products he's had the pleasure of working on in his tenure at Jeep. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys who continue to help out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep each and every week. And I want to give a special thanks and a big shout out to both Jake and John, who have basically been working overtime to get me some content. Guys, keep up the great work. And for the rest of you, don't be ashamed or worried if I haven't talked about your story. I've got so many to choose from each and every week. It's hard to pick them all. And of course, we don't have time to send them all in, but uh, we encourage you guys to send all of your stories in. And if you have a response to any one of our stories, 
please feel free to drop us an email over at newstips at xjtalkshow.com. Wow. The, you know, I'll, I will say this. At least Jeep is uh, bringing back the old stuff, which is kind of cool. I, I mean, we've seen this. In a from, way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we've seen this from Chevrolet. We've seen this from Dodge. Uh, bringing back the muscle cars, and I thought they did a, a fairly good, uh, a fairly good uh, design on it. But yeah, it is kind of a shame that none of this stuff is reminiscent. It's just kind of like the old names. You're right. Whereas like Chevy and Ford have done well with the Camaro and the Mustang, mm-hmm. and even Dodge in like the Challenger, uh, in the Challenger series and stuff Charger, like that. Right. With with uh, and the Charger even with uh, throwbacks to old school design. Jeep bring back the Cherokee and now the Renegade name badge. Uh, both have absolutely nothing <laughs> to show for its heritage as far as designs from those name badges that we're all too familiar with. Now I'm really hoping that that the new generation of the Grand Wagoneer is not basically going to be a rebadged Dodge Durango. I have a sneaky suspicion that's where the direction they may go with it. Now, they're saying it's going to be a competitor, well, above the line of the Grand Cherokee uh, without competing against its own sales. So we're really going to be curious to see how that's going to develop as far as its size, its stature, and, of course, drivetrain and all the good numbers that we want to know all about. You know, when you mentioned the uh, the Commander, which I thought was a beautiful uh, a beautiful I did Jeep, too. It, yeah. it looked like a larger Cherokee. Thank you. And it was really neat how it had the, uh, the uh, I think it was seven windows, seven uh, uh, glass, uh, what do you call them, moonroof, sunroof uh, type thing you could get on it. And uh, it, it, seven passenger seating would be a little tight, but at least you could do it with the thing. But uh, it, it just didn't go over well. Now I wonder if maybe that's what doomed the Jeep reminiscent design uh, for for our future uh, Jeeps that we have now, that uh, perhaps since that one didn't do very well, of course it uh, sucked gas like it was uh, not going out of style. Yeah, and it was it was horribly anemic, and and it had its own issues with a number of other things. It had a couple of recalls and stuff like that. There were some design issues with that. I think it was a little bit before its time. I think they rushed to get that model of Jeep into the lineup to uh, to really expand things because they didn't have much going on. Other than like the Patriot and the Liberty, uh, and this was a nice, uh, you know, diverse uh, addition to the lineup from the Wrangler and the rest of the other of the line. Now, as far as the aluminum body uh, Wranglers, I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's kind of it a would uh, that's be a, like an upgrade Toledo. that you can do now. Well, yeah, certainly for Toledo, but uh, I don't know why they couldn't. Uh, I guess it just would cost them too much money to retrofit or build something that. Well, and that's that. that's where the the debate is going right now, and and Toledo, Ohio, is uh, has already talked about a huge tax abatements um, and, and incentives for Jeep sure. to either build a new facility or to retrofit the existing one to keep production there. I mean, they're really at this point willing to do just about anything to keep the manufacturing of Jeep there in Toledo, Ohio, for its foreseeable future. I bet you it just scares the hell out of them anytime, uh, every time Jeep gets sold, especially when it gets sold overseas. So I don't yeah, know. Really? We'll, we'll see. But Tammy, you wouldn't mind an aluminum body Jeep, would you? You know, I I like it just the way it is. I just, I don't <laughs> see way. why you have to change something. Uh, they try to get more more uh, miles per gallon out of things because yeah, that's that, where it all me, comes down that's to. That's not why I bought my Jeep. No, no. What What is you the... Know, it's, What's the meme? Uh, it's not uh, miles per gallon; it's uh, smiles per gallon. Right. There you go. Right. You know, and if I was if I was buying a vehicle for for miles per gallon, it's you know I would you know be getting. Don't say it. I don't know. No. <laughs> 
something else. I was going to say, I, man, you, you're not buying a Wrangler for the same reasons you're buying a Prius. And, uh, right, and they shouldn't exactly. be, they should not be on the, on the same page as far as no. EPA standards and stuff like that. But yeah, whatever. Might as well get a smart car. Now, if they made a smart ass car, I'd be on it. There, there we go. go. Anyway. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off road. And now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. I know you've heard us talk about Amazon on the podcast before, but if you heard about our new game, you bought what? It's a lot of fun, and we want you guys to play along. All you have to do is go to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there on the main page. This takes you right to Amazon, where you can buy any crazy little thingamajig to join in on the fun. Amazon gives us a list every week of what you guys are buying, but we don't get to know who it is that's buying it. As an added bonus, you get the same great price you always would, and Amazon is going to give the show a small pittance for you playing along. So let's all have some fun. The XJ Talk Show and Amazon.com. Ooh, red jeeps are sexy. Hey, guess what's coming up on Wrangler Talk? I list the top do's and don'ts when you go topless in your Jeep Wrangler. (laughs) Inappropriate. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) We're looking forward to that, Tammy. That's great. So uh, we want to talk to you guys a little bit about the 4x4 radio network. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is kind of a good thing. Um, well, yeah, it's the best thing since sliced bread. If you ask me, mm, there man, you go. I remember how I used to just, uh, stick my hand in the bread and pull it apart and dip it in the butter and then try to hit my face with it. Oh, sliced bread was th- the best thing that you could ever have <laughs> short of napkins and a wet nap. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys, if you guys don't know about the four by four radio network, you really need to head over to www.4x4radionetwork.com. It is where you want to go to basically get your off-road audio fix. We're adding shows, and in fact, well, we've got one that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. But the XJ Talk Show and the 4x4 podcast have joined forces, and well, we've basically created this network. We are going to be adding more shows to line up as the weeks and months go on. And you guys can visit 4x4 or 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to right now at least two great podcasts and their lineup simply by pressing the play button. It's all right there, all in one spot. All you got to do is go there. There's no better place to get all your 4x4 information than the 4x4radionetwork.com. Yep, and uh, luckily, actually, Monday, this past Monday, we added a third uh, podcast, and uh, I know some of you guys out there are Land Rover uh, lovers, and uh, I mean, gosh, that was, uh, I was actually uh, uh, told by John, uh, the podcast uh, host, that the Land Rover was developed after the Brits saw the uh, Jeep during World War II, huh. and they wanted a uh, a Britain, uh, British-made uh, utility vehicle like the Jeep. So they, they literally drew the first uh, design in the sand on a beach and came up with uh, the Land Rover. And I keep wanting to call it a Range Rover, but, but John uh, uh, slapped me through YouTube several times. So now I think really hard. Land Rover. Oh, geez. Land Rover. <laughs> kind of like Land Shark. 
So we thought we'd give you just a little taste of uh, what they uh, what they have going on over there at uh, Center Steer. And and by the way, that's the European spelling of Center. So it's C E N T R E Steer podcast. The Center Steer Podcast, a Land Rover podcast by Land Rover owners. So there you go. It's our second anniversary. This is as much as we're doing. We're <laughs> we now have two listeners. Oh, we have more than two. <laughs> two that will admit to it. Yeah, that's true. And hi to Derek. We always got to say hi to Dunes. We're going to talk to the Lizzie Bus folks. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. It's just absolutely great. Uh, so it's quite kind of surreal that we're sitting here, as we mentioned, in Birmingham and talking to you guys over there in the States, which is very familiar to us, having just driven for the last five and a half years around the world in our Defender called Lizzybus. So as you can uh, tell, this is the most recent uh, episode there at uh, centersteer.com. Uh, you can go over there and listen to that whole story. Uh, there was a re- rather lengthy interview uh, with the uh, the occupants of the Lizzie bus. And, uh, man, could you imagine going overland for five and a half years? Man, wow, that, would that be is exciting. one heck of a truck. Wow. Yeah. Now, uh, I didn't, I have not I heard. imagine the amount of trucker bombs that was created during that <laughs> trip. <laughs> I have not heard the entire interview yet. But uh, I, uh, I suspect that uh, they drove uh, more than just around the United States. Although I guess you could drive five and a half years around the U.S. if you really wanted to. Take your time. Yeah. All those back roads. Yep. So we uh, highly recommend you uh, taking a moment and uh, going over to centersteer.com. Again, that's C-E-N-T-R-E uh, steer.com. And uh, have a listen to those shows. They're only about uh, 23 episodes in and uh, boy, they're always already doing a, a great job over there. So uh, uh, fledgling podcast guys, great way to support an up and coming off-road podcast. We encourage you guys to support all off-road podcasts, including the XJ talk show and the four by four podcast, as well as the center steer uh, podcast as well. Guys, go check this stuff out. Really cool audio listening. If you're into podcasts, obviously you're listening to this right now. You're going to like that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Oh, and uh, you know uh, the uh, the other show that is part of the Four by Four Radio Network is the Four by Four Podcast. And uh, gosh, Josh, they got something special coming up this weekend, don't they? Yeah, they've yeah. got an anniversary coming up. Isn't that their one hundredth episode this Sunday? One. It is one hundred episodes, and they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just a joke, Jan, Dan. Uh, don't worry about that. Or Jan, I'll call it. I'll call him Jan. Oh boy, no, that's <laughs> oh, not no. going to end well. <laughs> yeah, and it's da- pretty cool watching him um, on Facebook build his his trailer. Yeah, I uh, I asked yeah. him the other day about how much is that thing going to weigh. Seeing all that wood he was putting into it, he's uh, he's estimated eight hundred pounds is what that. Uh, oh my gosh! Well, it's, it's an expedition trailer, so it's going to have all kinds of goodies yeah. in there. Uh, refrigerator, oh, yeah. uh, AC converter, and, and so on and so forth. But yeah, uh, Dan's going to have fun. He's going to uh, be uh, driving up to Alaska because he's uh, uh, changing posts. He's uh, actually going to be driving up to Fairbanks, Alaska with him and the fam uh, about a three or four week trip on the road. Uh, and God, that's that's going to be so much fun. Yeah, and that's what that trailer's for because they're going to be doing overland from, uh, I guess it's uh, Missouri to Alaska. Well, that is something else. So congratulations on your 100th, 100th episode, Dan. Yep, big congrats, Dan. Keep up the great work. 
And speaking of keeping up work, we need to keep up with you guys and uh, let you guys know who the heck we are. Who are these three people that are talking in your ear right now? Well, I'm Josh. You guys may know me as NW99XJ or Northwest99XJ. And that's pretty much the handle that I go by on just about any Jeep form you can find online, including XJTalk.com. And, uh, you know, you can find, find us over at WranglerTalk.com and XJ Talk Show as well. Um, guys, we are doing this podcast to, well, support XJTalk.com as well as the other sites and well really to just kind of uh, you know show our enthusiasm a little outlet for our uh, our off-road enthusiasm who else do we have on the mics tonight well uh, i'm uh, tony you know me as motoroy also on xjtalk.com wranglertalk.com all over the interwebs uh, i'm on the twitter and uh, <laughs> and of course uh, we have uh, our uh, our next co-host and I'm Tammy, also known as Jeep Mama, and you can find me at my blog on www.jeepmama.com. And I'm on the Twitter, <laughs> I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Tumblr, I'm and everywhere, yeah, just about everywhere. And you'll also see posts from Tammy on our uh, Wrangler Talk oh. uh, Twitter. And uh, yes. I, I think, uh, have you been over to wranglertalk.com yet, uh, Tammy? Um, you know, I meant to talk to you about that. I I'm having a problem signing fired. in. I don't know. <laughs> fired. Oh, no. He's fired. I, was, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's not the first I'm, time. I'm, sometimes I'm very technical. Tec what she tech said. <laughs> yes, I'm very, I have a very hard time She's with technology. That. Yes, yes. Technologically challenged. You know, de deprived or, see, I can't even talk. Challenged, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I also know what you mean about not being able to talk. I, it's so funny. I have a hard time uh, sometimes. I think it's I'm thinking about what I want to say, and it gets in the way, and I, right. I, I get uh, tang-tungled. So if it, you were in my head, you would get it. Yeah, uh, I know exactly what God. you mean, and I hear it's topless in there. So yes. well, you guys, you can <laughs> get the XJ talk show. <laughs> you guys can get the XJ talk show every Thursday at 10 p.m. Central and watch it live as we record it live over at xjtalkshow.com. And you guys can also check out all of our videos over at our YouTube channel. Want to make sure you guys are checking that out regular, frequently, and often. YouTube.com slash xjtalk. Uh, we release the podcast every Monday. So make sure you guys are subscribing over for all the releases over at xjtalkshow.com as well as subscribing to our YouTube channel. So we'd really appreciate that. And thank God Josh is here to save us, Tony. I, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. We'd be rambling for days. Uh, well, no. you should hear our other podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen to the Tony and Josh show. It's, uh, it's kind of fun. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Greetings. This is Anton, the super crack. Just wanted to say hello. I'm loving the podcast. <laughs> right now on my Jeep, I'm working on a, a crank, but no start issue. And we're thinking it's either the crankshaft position sensor or the coil or gremlins. <laughs> We're getting parts today. Hopefully I should be able to leave a message to tell you what I found out. 
Bye. <laughs> I remember the Those, gremlin. It was uh, eight, yeah, made by gremlins. AMC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I actually had some uh, some no start gremlins myself. Not all that long ago, ended up being a no bus issue, uh, and uh, well, that's a that's a whole other podcast. I can get into that. Yeah, it turned out to be the speed sensor on the uh, transfer case, wasn't it? Uh, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, part of the five volt family of sensors that uh, controls the OBD two system. Uh, you might want to have a look at that uh, Super Croc C R O C K. Hey guys, this is Cody with TrailChasers.net. Last week you were talking about drifting your Jeep and I wanted to let you know I did that once. I was on the 15 freeway heading to Vegas when I got cut off by an old lady in a Buick Skylark. It drove me into the dirt center median and I was able to hold on to a power slide for what seemed to be an eternity. Until my right front tire caught asphalt. After a handful of flips and rolls, my perfectly restored 1986 Jeep CJ7 came to a stop. So, if you're going to drift your Jeep, I have three suggestions. One, wear your seatbelt because I was able to walk away. Two, have good insurance. I didn't, and it sucked. Oh. And three, ask your mom if you can borrow her car because you're going to need it for work on Monday. <laughs> Keep it up, guys. Talk to you later. You know, it just, oh, it just dawned on me the, the way Cody sounds. Now, Josh, you'll say this is a timely reference. He sounds like uh, one of the cops from Dragnet. <laughs> oh, nothing but the facts, ma'am. Just the facts, ma'am. You know what? I wish my son, my older son, could have heard that because he plays those video games all the time and he thinks drifting is like, you know, just a cool easy. thing and it's easy and you're not going <laughs> to yeah. get no. yourself hurt or you're not going to flip your you know, vehicle. So I, I think I might have him listen to that. Uh, there are some videos on YouTube. I know that there's a, a video of a Cherokee, a stock Cherokee drifting in a parking lot. And at the end of the video, it flips. So uh, I would search and let him look at that and let him understand that when this happens, that means you're not driving anymore for at least mm -hmm. a year. Yeah, save it for the professionals. Yep, yep. Or at least have a dedicated vehicle uh, and, and not in parking lots. You know, not where people can get hit. Or just save it for your video hey game. Yeah. Your need for speed. Super Croc again. Or maybe not again. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, I was just looking at wranglertalk.com and seems to be on your guys' other websites, and I noticed something interesting. You have nothing for CJs. And yeah, you have your TJs, you have your YJs, you have your JKs, but nothing for the, the CJ. I'm wondering why this is. It's puzzling. I, I know they. The CJ is much <laughs> older and wiser of a Jeep, I guess you could say, but it still kind of baffles me. Maybe it's one of those mysteries that will be remain to be unknown. Thanks. So first, well, as Anton, a, a, here, here's a... Go ahead, Tony. First is a public service announcement. When you're working on your Jeep, make sure you have proper ventilation and don't uh, leave the motor running. I think that's what's happened here. <laughs> he was uh, he was asking about a CJ uh, section on Wrangler, which we have since put up. So, uh, question answered uh, and uh, asked and answered there, Anton. I see the real the real reason is a long lost secret uh, from the XJ Talk Show archives is that Tony had an ex girlfriend named CJ back in high school, and uh, <laughs> she broke his heart, and uh, ever since he's had an animosity towards the older Jeeps. 
No, I'm kidding, of course. Completely made up. But really quickly, I'd like to address Anton's no-start issue. Um, really quick, I could save you a lot of trouble if you want to troubleshoot your coil really quick. Uh, is pull a spark plug, um, pull a, spark, a wire off of one of the spark plugs, um, get a screwdriver in there or something, and, and, and hold that with some insulated gloves or an insulated tool. Uh, you can even just hold the boot with an uh, insulated tool uh, close to a gra- source of ground like the block, uh, valve cover, something like that. And uh, and get the engine to run if you can. Have somebody start uh, try and start it if you can. And if there's any spark there, well, then you know the coil is firing. Um, but uh, it, it sounds like you know, it, look, there's a something called the ASD relay, automatic shutdown relay, and that's going to basically disable the fuel pump and not send signal to uh, the coil to tell it to spark. Um, and so there's a number of things that can cause that to trip. And uh, well, that we could spend the entire show covering all those. But uh, just really quickly, Croc, I'd like to help you out and help you troubleshoot that coil. At least knock that off and go through the rest of the process of elimination and hopefully you can find the issue. Hey guys, this is the Super Croc, Anton again. Um, it was not the coil. I did change plugs, cap, rotor, and uh, plug wires, and that didn't help much either. Now we're thinking it's the CPS and fuel pressure when it was at uh, 50 to 45 PSI, depending on which gauge we used. So I don't think it's that either. Still no start. Might be able to get on the light. So it's now into... Napa for more parts. Yay. Well, at least we found out it wasn't the coil. And uh, Glad I could help. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it was amazing. You said it and it and he fixed it. Yeah. It's, it's it, you know, that's why you should come to the pre show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, now, I guys, told you him have... he should try putting the key in the ignition, maybe turning it on. Oh, ah. there you go. Ah. <laughs> well, that's my Did you turn it off and on? You, you you mean your Jeep has a key? I just press a button. <laughs> oh, I could do that too, but I I just don't do that. I'm old. Now, if you guys if you guys have an issue like Anton or Supercroc rather uh, has, uh, you'd like to call in and, and share your experiences with uh, an issue you're having with your Jeep, or maybe you'd uh, you have a solution to a problem that you found with your Jeep. By all means, let us know. Give us a call at five three zero six seven five four one zero two. And we just might play that voicemail on the show. Wow, a solution. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's always problems, which we love, but it would be neat. Somebody calls up and says, hey, I fixed something. <laughs> so let's get to some of our uh, YouTube subscribers and that YouTube love. Well, because I am such an awesome co-host, um, these are the exact same names that we said last week because I forgot to update this section in our show notes. Uh, nonetheless, we will still go ahead and give these people some, uh, some a little bit of that YouTube love. Guys, get your name on our list. All you have to do is head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash xjtalk and subscribe. We are adding names to that list all the time. Uh, knock on the door of a thousand subscribers and a quarter million views. So keep up the good work and be sure to tell a friend. Excellent. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying the names twice. We have uh, XJ Jake. Yeah, that guy actually deserves to be uh, told uh, or said his name aloud a couple of times with all the help he's been uh, providing to us with uh, This Week in Jeep and other stories. Uh, Mr. Battlewagon in on our number two spot, and these are in no particular order. And William Pierce. 
and Mr. Cascade09. We will have a fresh set of names for you guys next week. In the meantime, head over to that YouTube channel, youtube.com slash xjtalk, subscribe, and tell a friend. Absolutely. That's great. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, go over there and subscribe. It's uh, it's always fun to see the the numbers increase, and uh, uh, we hope you're enjoying the uh, the videos that are over there. So uh, now my favorite part of the show, yay! <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a little a little section here, uh, a new section uh, from uh, from Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, got a lot to talk about this week. Uh-oh. Uh, first off, I want to say, <laughs> pull up a seat, to Tammy. Get comfortable. I know you mean well. But you hurt me with your words. Uh-oh. When you talked about your 10 best accessories to have in a Jeep, you mentioned <laughs> something to keep your hair up. That is so cruel. <gasps> I have no hair, except for one in my nose. <laughs> and she didn't even mention, it, mention a tinfoil hat. Upgrading your cup holder. That is so cruel, because I do not have a cup holder. Just mean. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Thanks, Mama. On. When uh, Bubba called in and you guys gave him advice about uh, replacing the cable and grounding your vehicle, uh, my Jeep's always grounded, except for when it's in the shop up on a lift, then it's not grounded. Then they let it back down and it's grounded again. <laughs> so uh, I guess as long as you have four wheels on the ground, it's it's grounded. Oh, you're you're uh, grounded. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to say thank to X- XJ Jake for... Uh, Given his uh, review of the new Jeep Renegade, and uh, Fiat executives were listening to it, and uh, they decided to adopt some of his quotes for their new uh, slogan, sales pitch. And uh, they'll go, Jeep Renegade. Eh, it is what it is. <laughs> he ran out of time. Ugh. <laughs> Speed pipe cut me off. <laughs> I got to set a timer so, or learn how to talk faster. Where did I leave off? Cheap Renegade slogans. Cheap uh, Renegade. Eh, it is what it is. Or my favorite is the new Jeep Renegade. It's not terrible. <laughs> so uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed your segment next, JJ. That was, that was pretty good. And a uh, quick shout out to Tammy's son. I thought it was a funny joke, and uh, I would like to see a regular segment of him calling in a joke every week. <laughs> that, that, that would be good if you can encourage him to do it. If it's something he wants to do, that'd be great. I'd listen to it. And uh, about your uh, Tony's hit-and-run accident, now, I always thought, and of course I grew, learned to drive in Ohio where there's only three motorists out there anyhow, and the chance of us all the three of us being on the road at the same time was rare. But uh, when you're on a six-lane highway, three lanes each way, the uh, right lane is for entering and exiting the highway. And the, the center lane is now like the right lane for just local traffic. And the, and the far left lane is for passing. So if you were in the right lane, you're in the center lane, you were you're in the right. You weren't doing anything wrong, but... Uh, <laughs> and, but. It got, and it got him again. <laughs> uh, we need to get him his own special line. 
90 seconds. It takes me 90 <laughs> seconds just to think about how I'm going <laughs> to dial the phone. Jeez. Anyhow, so where was I? Oh, <laughs> I guess for a final thought, I liked how uh, Tony played the uh, music right at the end of the show to single to Josh that the show was over when he was talking, sort of like how they do uh, Kanye West at any award show to get him off the stage. Just play him out. Just play him out. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. Sorry, it took three uh, messages, but uh, I'm really digging the quality on SpeakPipe. So uh, whenever I can, I'll use SpeakPipe. Now, it's 90 seconds. Do I have to fill the rest of the 90 seconds? Yes. I see where there's a little timer that counts me down, but because I'm holding the phone up to my ear, it's hard to see out of the corner of my eye. I think it says 30-something now. Anyhow, well, I don't want to waste too much more time, so I guess I'll just uh, press the stop button. All right, guys, I'll uh, chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. See ya. This has been From the Mind of Nikki G. You know, I think I could hear that uh, that single nose hair whistling as he was breathing. <laughs> out there just kind of wiggling around. Yeah. Now, if you guys want to uh, join in on the fun like Nikki G does each and every week, you can use that SpeakPipe feature over at our website, xjtalkshow.com. You'll see it there on the right-hand side of the page, a little box. It has a little picture of a microphone in it and stuff like that. You just click on that. You got to have either a smartphone or, uh, well, any phone, I think, that you would be able to access the web with. And, uh, or of course, a, a, a microphone hooked up to a computer or even a tablet. And uh, you guys can join in on fun with SpeakPipe. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, also, too, uh, just a suggestion to Nikki G. Uh, you don't like the 90-second timer on SpeakPipe? Well, you can break out the uh, smartphone and load up uh, tape talk and Good re- idea. And record it all right there. And, uh, you know, you're already set up on our Dropbox, so you could... Uh, Ah, you could do a whole dissertation <laughs> and upload it to our Dropbox, and we'd have it for uh, future podcasts. So there you go. That's uh, that's one answer. So now we get to one of our prized segments, the Wrangler Talk with Jeep Mama. Now, we actually have some submissions here for uh, entries to uh, uh, the Wrangler Talk segment, Josh. Uh, we've listened to a few of them. Did uh, we want to play one for tonight? Sure, we can go ahead and 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 uh, and play one out, uh, guys. Last week I asked you because uh, we had somebody come up with a great idea of saying something along the lines of "Shut up, <laughs> listen to Jeep Mama," and uh, and I thought that would be a fantastic tagline to play with an intro uh, for this segment, which we have made a permanent addition to the XJ Talk Show, and uh, and Wrangler Talk with Jeep Mama is going to become a permanent uh, addition to the show, as is Tammy, of course. Um, and we figured we'd have some fun with this, and uh, and of course it deserves its own intro. And you guys have stepped up to the plate since last week. We have gotten six submissions for "Shut Up and Listen to Cheat Mama," and uh, those will those will get turned into a little bit of a promo and an entry or a, an intro for this segment. So we'll just play one, uh, no particular order, uh, to intro the this show, uh, this segment brought to you by WranglerTalk.com. Hey. It's time for Jeep Mama, and if you don't shut up, so help me, I will turn this Rubicon around. Don't make me do it. 
Hey, thanks, guys. Um, you know, when you have a Jeep Wrangler, you get to put your top down, but you don't just put your top down. You don't hop in and just hit the road. You need a little more thought and you must be prepared. So, you know, I've come up with a list of tips for when you're going topless in your Jeep. First of all, when you fold back your top, you need to make sure you fold it back into the perfect Jeep W. Tony and Josh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Jeep W since you guys don't have Wranglers, but this keeps your soft top lasting longer. It doesn't pinch the vinyl top. And um, if you go to my blog, www.jeepmama.com, J-E-E-P-M-O-M-M-A, um, you can see a picture of what I'm talking about. It's a certain way to fold the top back when you just put it partially down. Um, make sure you don't park under trees that are shedding their blooms when you're topless unless you want, you know, all those flower petals and little pollen bits inside your Jeep. Also, when you, you know, park, make sure you look up and make sure there's not a tree there with lots of birds hanging out in it because, well, you know what happens when birds hang out above your Jeep. And um, thirdly, and Nikki G, you can disregard this topless tip, um, but when you're going down the highway at about 65 miles per hour, you want to make sure you have one of those hair ties or a hat Otherwise, there's a potential that your hair will blind you momentarily and you could crash. So you want to keep your hair out of your face. The other um, tip I have is it's leave no trace. And this stems from the Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts, when they go on their outings, they're not supposed to leave a trace in nature. And you want to do the same thing. Um, it's the same principle when you're inside your Jeep. You want to have leave no trace, no trash hanging around in your Jeep. Because when you go topless, all that air circulates and pulls everything up and out of your Jeep. So you want to keep yourself um, from getting a fine, a litter fine. So make sure you um, check that out. Also, anything you want to stay in your Jeep, I suggest you tie it down Put it under the seats, cover it up because there is potential for those butter, uh, greedy hands that could steal it or it could, you know, fly out of the Jeep. Also, if you like to drink coffee or water or, you know, whatever your drink is in your Jeep, I suggest this goes for any Jeep, I would say. I suggest you um, make sure you have a secure lid because once you get on those bumpy roads, um, the drink could spill um, and you just don't want to have all that liquid all over your Jeep. Also, the other thing is if you have kids and you're going topless in your Wrangler, you know, most of the time, it should be all of the time, your kids are in the back of the back seats. It gets kind of chilly back there because there are no heat vents in the back like some other vehicles have. Um, so you want to have extra blankets for them. And I have the roll-up kind that you can just stash under the seats until the kids can pull them out when they get a little chilly. And the other thing is, you know, you go topless, you pull your Jeep in the, you know, underneath the garage or the carport or, um, and you leave the top down, you want to make sure you spray the, um, the floor mats with some bug spray because you don't want spiders building their spider webs in your Jeep and it keeps them away for a little while anyways. And I haven't had that issue yet with spider webs, so cross my fingers. And the other thing, um, Nikki G, you'll probably want to take in 
this into consideration is sunscreen when you're topless sunscreen, <laughs> because, you know, the sun is just beaten down right on your head, your face, your arms. Actually, I got pretty sunburned um, this past weekend when it was 80 degrees. Um, so you want to keep sunscreen handy in your Jeep because for those sunny topless days or what I think I'm going to try to look into is getting one of those sunshades that you put on the top of your Jeep. And of course, you know, the color that I'm looking into is purple. So anyway, those are my going topless tips in my Jeep Wrangler. I don't know if anyone else has any others to share. And if you do, you know, call in on Spike Peaks, Pipe Speak and give me your little topless tips. Tony, Josh. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. The, the whole bug spray one is mm-hmm. actually a fantastic idea. Guys, if you're like me and uh, your Jeep is no longer a daily driver and it might sit for two, three weeks or months even at a time without getting wheeled or driven. Well, uh, yeah, when the vehicle gets stored for a little while, yeah, some little creepy crawlies get in there very easily and like to make themselves home at home in your dashboard, underneath your seats and stuff like that. The spraying that on the floor mats is a great idea with the bug spray. Uh, just let the Jeep air out a little bit before you go driving again. Right, Definitely don't right. want to hop in with the windows up and uh, crank the heat. That might get a little funky real fast. Yeah, there's nothing more exciting than uh, driving your uh, vehicle down the road and noticing a spider coming down a, th- a single thread to your leg. I've, I know I've had that like right just inches from my face and, and it's just like, you know, freak out. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's, but oh, across yeah, lanes jump and out. Cause a massive pile up. Yeah, but officer, no, there was time. a spider. <laughs> yeah. I swear, officer, I was not drinking. It was a spider. I wonder like, how many times they've heard that. It's like the whole bees thing from uh, Tommy Boy. Uh, <laughs> he's getting out of the ticket. I've had that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, great tips. And, uh, you know, it dawns on me, uh, Josh, that I think uh, Tammy gives more thoughts to her Wrangler Talk segment than we do the whole show. <laughs> oh man, yes. I, I said uh, early in early on that uh, she's making us look bad. So, <laughs> well, I think it's I mean, just the opposite. After all, making us making us look good. All I have to do is stop pointing out the, all the work that she's doing. Yeah, so, right. uh, this is the part where we like to talk about reviews, but we ain't got no damn reviews. <laughs> Not in a while, anyways. So, if Jeep Mama tells oh, you people. to give us, yeah, if Jeep Mama tells you to give us a review, will you listen to Jeep Mama? Because we need some Shut reviews. Up and listen, give us a review. <laughs> There we go. Do the finger, you know, like the the rappers do when you say "shut up and listen." To do that, no, yeah, let's say that Tammy got it right. Uh, so uh, anyway, we do have a a past review from iTunes, and uh, I, I like this one because it, he's not overselling it. He says, "Good show," by uh, Ben J four fifty five. He gives us a four star rating and says, "I don't really use the forum this podcast is based on, but the topics they cover are." I'm going to say very useful. I was going to say mostly, but it's very, he actually said very useful. Well, damn it. You should go to the, <laughs> go to the websites because, you know, I, I often wonder when I see people saying I don't do forums that maybe it's because they don't like being flamed. I mean, uh, I, I'm not, I don't want to say any uh, URL names or anything, but pirate4x4.com is really bad about abusing people. And uh, there's even some Jeep forums that are, are, are the same way. And it, it's very sad when I see moderators doing uh, doing this uh, abuse of uh, people that you would otherwise think that you'd want them to post. So uh, that's not the way it is on xjtalk.com or wranglertalk.com. So if if that's the reason why you don't do forums, think twice and come over to xjtalk.com or wranglertalk.com and uh, post your question. In fact, throw us a dumb question and to see how people don't flame you. 
Exactly. See, yeah, for, great way to me, test the I waters. For me, I think the, the forms are just something that it just you just need to keep doing it over and over again to get used to it. I just think the That's whole, true. you know, the look and the just getting used to how they work. I just think you got to give it more than one or two tries. I've heard that from more than one person. Uh, I noticed, you know, I, you know, I'm an IT professional. I've been doing computers for a, a lot of years. And I even used to be on bulletin board systems from way back in the, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, the uh, the V bulletin uh, software that most uh, forums are based on on the internet is confusing. When I first started mm-hmm. using it, it was confusing. The the yeah, bright I side have a very hard time figuring the, it out. The bright side is is that once you learn it, it's the most frequent. I mean, the most used software on the internet. So once you learn mm-hmm. one, you pretty much know them all. So yeah. it's yeah. good from that respect. So uh, get over to iTunes and give us a review. Go over to Stitcher, uh, give us a review. Uh, hell. Send us a review on Twitter or Facebook. It'll make its way to the show. Exactly. We love getting uh, those great reviews, guys, and even constructive criticism you want to share. By all means, we'll put it up there. Hey, and speaking of reviews, last week, XJJ gave us an on-the-scene report of the new Jeep Renegade. Now we have another report about the Jeep Renegade from a different XJ Talk listener. And this was received from Matt M.S. Smorenberg, who has been uh, featured on the show a couple few times. He's uh, helped Tony out a lot mm-hmm. with uh, Tony's build of his Cherokee. And, uh, well, he's got some insight as, uh, well, a, a personal experience with the Jeep Renegade. Just an FYI, my cousin bought a new Jeep Renegade and the AC croaked the next day. There are no parts in it from, for, uh, for it uh, in the U.S. right now. And this is, uh, this is all um, from a, a rant on Facebook, by the way. Um, her rant, and this is uh, Matt's cousin, Agent Orange, update. I'm guessing that uh, her uh, renegade is oh, it must uh, be orange. Agent yeah. Orange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Service department had rear-end reaming by an all-star GM at, 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 by all-star general manager at a meeting he called this morning. I fussed to someone I know about not being updated or called back and that I was having to initiate all communication. Also, there is not a single spare part in the United States for my new ride, and it could be up to four months for a new part to come in. So All-Star will be raping another brand new Renegade on a lot of its AC line innocence and attempting to replace my part with its parts. Hashtag Frankenjeep. Will be updated tomorrow if that is a success. If not, some unhappy Smorenberg jeans will be rearing their head at them. Hell hath no fury like a smoo without her Jeep for a week. It's all coming from central Louisiana. So, uh, yeah, some uh, issues in Louisiana with the new Renegades. Already barely on sale, just a couple few months, and uh, and already some issues popping up. Now, it's ban- bound to happen every now and again with any new vehicle. Uh, sometimes, you know, QC just isn't quite 100% spot on, and now they miss a little bit of an issue and something like this pops up. But to not have any spare parts ready available in the U.S. for the vehicles that you're selling, to me personally, it's just a bad move on Jeep's part. Well, this would be Fiat Chrysler, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it doesn't bode very well uh, for the uh, for the Renegade. I think uh, the quality control, like you mentioned, and uh, just uh, if it's bad it, PR all around. Oh, it is. It, it, mm, and if yeah. it's not uh, if it's not quality control, that's kind of worse because it's you know bad components. Um, so I don't know. I hope they get it fixed. Uh, I mean it. it it is April, and it's getting ready to get really hot uh, here in the south. Uh, it was like 86 here today. So I can just well imagine that uh, 
Matt's cousin was is not looking forward to being central Louisiana without AC. So good luck with uh, them getting it repaired. And uh, uh, I, I, I guess that the the next person buying a Renegade won't have AC in that uh, that model they're they're stripping. <laughs> Well, it sounds like the all-star Dodge Chrysler Jeep dealership uh, there in uh, in Denham Springs is, uh, well, doing everything that they can yeah. to uh, take care of, of uh, Smorenberg's cousin. So, um, you know, kudos to them for doing what it takes because, you know, some places may just be like, well, you're going to have to wait four months because they're not willing to go the extra mile to take the part off Absolutely. of another vehicle and take care of a customer, you know, who well, that, basically at this point they are a customer and you want to take care of your customer. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a vehicle that they're paying for or they're on the, on the nut for that they can't sell for four months. Yeah, that's you know? right. So they're, they're, they're basically taking one for the team uh, to benefit the, the well-being of a customer to do what's right. And I, I think that's exactly what's happening in this situation. They're doing what's right. So hopefully, yeah, that does get resolved. I imagine uh, even springtime in Louisiana is pretty warm. <laughs> yeah. Howdy, howdy. I see you guys have the uh, the campfire going. Can we get an AC unit out here? Because it's starting to get warm. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really chilly here, so it feels good. Well, I don't understand since we're all in the same place. <laughs> so, Tony, what's, uh, what's happening with your Jeep? I, I don't have a lot going on right now with mine. I'm um, in the midst of uh, collecting some parts and stuff like that and, uh, and just kind of in between some projects on the Jeep right now. So um, you've got some stuff going on with your Jeep. I know that you've had some issues with uh, some temperature stuff. What's, what's the latest on that? Forever and ever. Uh, Seems like it, doesn't it? No, it really is. It's been a long time since I've had uh, the, the running hot on the highway issue, but it's a little different now uh, in as much as uh, if I'm on the highway, it runs hot and I get off the highway and uh, it slowly over three miles uh, returns to normal or near normal. So uh, I would think that the cooling system is working uh, well. It's just not working well enough to handle the 2,500 to 3,000 RPMs on the highway. So uh, today I hit, I, I mentioned already that uh, it was 86 degrees uh, here in uh, southeast Texas in the Houston area, and uh, I uh, managed to hit 250 degrees on my cooling Ooh. system today. And uh, That seems a bit warm. And <laughs> I pulled over to uh, uh, that same place that I have uh, pulled over in the past and, and broke out the uh, trusty IR temperature sensor wand uh, and... Uh, did a scan of the the thermostat, and I think I did see uh, temperatures as high as 226 degrees on the thermostat housing. Um, and uh, so uh, one of our uh, one of our members in uh, Australia, Carves, actually uh, pointed out a, a little device that he uses to measure various temperatures on his Cherokee uh, there in the outback. I don't know if, I don't know if it's the outback, but it's in Australia. So what the hell. And uh, it's, uh, I think it was uh, called uh, the TM1. I think they make a TM1, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, the TM1 was the cheapest, so I ordered that one. It's a little over 100 bucks um, US. And uh, didn't have to wait very long for it to come in uh, from all the way over in Australia. I got it off of eBay instead of going straight to the site hmm. just because it makes it easier with PayPal and stuff. And Sure. Uh, yeah. But I think it maybe, maybe took three days to get it uh, all the way from, uh, from Australia. Now, uh, if you go to get one of these things, you need to make sure that you specify Fahrenheit unless you want a Celsius unit because, you know, that's what they use over there, uh, that, that, that C thing. And, uh, well, they but, use it everywhere but here. Well, you know, that's just too bad. They're, they're just going to have to learn the hard way that it needs to be Fahrenheit because that's God's measuring temperature. 
anyway, so um, the uh, that unit came in. I have not hooked it up yet, but basically what it has is a uh, a measuring temperature measuring device that's uh, you put it under a bolt. So you take a bolt off of whatever you want to measure, and then you stick this uh, the bolt through the eyelet where this uh, temp sensor is. And you screw it down, and then you run the wire. Hmm. Actually, you have to run the wire in, into the uh, area first. I mean, if it's a temporary measurement, you can just run it across the hood uh, and, and through one of the gaps of the hood. It's not a big wire. And then the, the digital display, uh, you can just sit on top of the column, or if you wanted to mount it permanently, I guess you could. Uh, but then you just take the 12-volt uh, adapter and plug it into your cigarette lighter to, uh, to, to run the thing. So you can literally use this unit on more than one Jeep, more than one vehicle. It doesn't have to be a Jeep, of course, and allows you to measure uh, the temperatures. Now, I had considered just getting a mechanical gauge and uh, going the route of uh, putting, uh, taking one of the uh, one of the gauges that I have in the the three uh, place uh, A pillar mount and putting a temp gauge in there. And then Carves mentioned this on xgtalk.com, and I thought, well, this is good because if I have a problem with the uh, the TJ or the 99XJ or mine, I can just move this thing around and uh, make these measurements with it. It's kind of a, a good test tool. Let me ask a stupid question. You have there is been no running stupid question. Yeah, thank you, Tammy. <laughs> uh, you have been running the Torque app for a while, and I remember you mentioning several times about uh, running your smartphone and just having that that live display of of all that live data coming in from the OBD2 sensors and stuff like that. And you had mentioned that there was maybe a slight discrepancy between the numbers you were seeing on your screen and what the gauge in the dash was reading. Uh, so, you know, I mean, was was that an issue that's still going on? Am I am I uh, remembering that incorrectly? Or, you know, what's wrong with running something like the OBD2 uh, Torque app and, and just seeing those those numbers come uh, from, from the uh, software? Uh, well, the 250 I reported was from the Torque app. Ah, okay. Yeah, because... Uh, and this is a good point. I mean, they that that gauge on the dash is not graduated properly. Uh, I was hitting 250, and I was on the first notch past 210. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's hard to diagnose a problem when you don't have accurate information. And if you're using the the gauges on the dash, I'm afraid that that's not accurate information. Um, you, you have to verify the information that you're getting because, you know, you might think, well, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, a bit over 210. So what is that? Like 230 or something that I'm hitting. And then you go and look at it from the computer and the computer says, no, it's 250. Thank you. But, uh, and I actually did notice a little, uh, decrease in performance, uh, today, like I would normally notice whenever the, the Jeep would get hot. But uh, uh, I don't know if that was just because it had a lot of hot air coming in, uh, uh, the, in uh, the intake because of uh, uh, how hot a day it was. Unfortunately, it's going to get, be getting hotter. Uh, it won't be unusual for us to see uh, 96, 97, 98 degree temps here in the next uh, couple of months. So, oh uh, yeah, I need to figure out what's going on uh, pretty damn quick. Now, do you think it's just like a, you know, how like sometimes you get like those check engine lights, but it's just a faulty, it's nothing wrong with the engine. It's just the faulty computer um, light going on or. Well, actually there's no check engine light on this, this problem. It just, the, it just gets hot as I go down the road, uh, down the highway at uh, uh, anywhere between 60 and 70 miles an hour. Uh, I go 80, it gets hot, hot faster. And now how do you, uh, how do you know it's hot? What's, 
Well, the gauge is telling me that it's past 210. And then when Do I turn. Do you think the gauge is like the. Because to me, it's weird because when you're going on the highway, it's hot. But when you're not on the highway, it's not. Do you think it's like a faulty. Well, that can be a gauge a, thing. That can be a sign of. Uh, well, I changed out the sensor and I'm using the torque app, which is bypassing the gauge altogether. It's just giving me the information straight from the computer. So. I don't. Uh, well, the computer. Well, yeah, you are. You're right. You're bypassing the gauge, but not the sensor itself. Right. So th- this this uh, additional thing that I bought is going to be bypassing the computer, the sensor, and the gauge. It's it's going to be okay. self-contained. So I'm going to be getting a reading uh, without any of that, and uh, I'll just have to. Uh, I guess there's some stuff I can do to this this unit to to verify it's reading correctly. Like maybe boil some water and stick the probe in it and see if it reads uh, 212 degrees. Uh, and if it's way off, then I'll know it's not calibrated properly. But, uh, but anyway, there's no guarantee that it, it reads 212 and 250 the same. It could be, it could be off when it gets up to 250. Uh, it's just a test piece of equipment, and I'll have to uh, see how well it works for me. Now, I will say that there's a, a with the situation I'm seeing uh, with it running hot on the highway, there's a potential that uh, there's a, a block air blocked airflow. Uh, airflow turbulence that's being caused by the custom bumper and the winch and the lights uh, and not allowing the the air to pass through or pass through uh, in a manner that's good for cooling. Uh, that's the turbulence part of it. And uh, there's also another thing that I'm really leaning uh, towards, and I need to IR uh, this piece of uh, hardware uh, more accurately than what I did today. It could be a clogged catalytic converter. Mm. About 70% of your heat from your engine goes out the exhaust. And if you, this is more so than the radiator. I was really surprised to find this out while I was doing some research. The, so the, the exhaust system actually gets more heat out of your engine than the radiator does to cool it. So if you have any problems with your exhaust system, you may have a, a, a overheating issue. And it's going to be more pronounced as you uh, go faster, more RPMs because more heat, more heat. Yeah. And if, if you've got something that's blocking that heat from getting out, it's going to back right up into the engine. So yeah. it, so I, I, uh, I found today you can actually measure the inlet and the outlet of the catalytic converter, and you should see a, a specific difference between those two. And then you can measure in the mirror, middle just to see how hot the catalytic converter is getting. Now, remember, I dropped a valve in my last 4.0 engine. And when I did that, I po- uh, the the um, uh, piston crumbled, and the rod went through uh, the cylinder wall, which dumped all the coolant, or at least a lot of it, into uh, the combustion chamber and oh. forced it through the exhaust system. Remember that big cloud? Uh, it was like a yeah. the old timey mosquito sprayers. It was so big. Yeah, and if you guys have ever seen uh, coolant that has been evaporated, it leaves a bit of a sticky residue behind. And uh, that on the cat on the material inside of a catalytic converter, which is an, an uh, it's an active ingredient, meaning it, that as the uh, carbons and stuff flow across, that there's a chemical reaction that actually takes place inside the catalytic converter. And if if all that material, that that honeycomb material, if all that surface area is now gummed up mm-hmm. with with things like you know coolant that's been evaporated or you know basically boiled off, and and of course the rest of the residue that is traveling down the exhaust system, well that's going to gum things up pretty quick. So Tony, that's that's a really good point you made there, and a great observation as to you know where to begin for to, you know start troubleshooting this kind of stuff. Now your your purchase of the uh, temp meter is is definitely going to help you through that process. 
Uh, but I think you might be onto something with the plug catalytic converter. Yeah, uh, Matt actually uh, warned me about that. I said that uh, we'd have to see if that caused a uh, caused an issue uh, with the catalytic converter. So it, it, it's not enough to actually where it seems like it slows me down because the Jeep runs seems to run just fine. But this might be the reason for the, the, the temperature, and it mm-hmm. might be the reason why that uh, when I slow down, the airflow or the exhaust flow goes back to normal, uh, at least enough for the, to get through the, the exhaust system properly, and the engine starts cooling down. And also, too, it would mean that the heat is kind of backing up. So that might mean that the cooling system is getting hot from the back end instead of internally, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And then heating backwards through the engine. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of what it possibly could be. So went a little long on this. I uh, apologize. But, uh, uh, Tammy, you have some interesting uh, uh, thing to tell us, uh, an interesting part to tell us about. Yeah, I don't know if you remember um, a couple shows back. Um, I was telling you about a steering attenuator for the Jeep Wranglers from a company, um, Performance Stability. And anyway, they wanted to send me the steering attenuator for me to review to put on my Jeep. And it was the Sahara at the time. And I just didn't feel comfortable. I hadn't been in my Jeep long enough to know the steering issues. Um, so anyway, I, they, I gave the steering attenuator to a friend who put it on his Jeep and he raved about it. So I was like, oh man, I wish I would have put it on my Jeep. So I got one here. They shipped it out to me. Hold that up a little and, higher. I can barely see it. Uh, there we go. Right here, you see it? Anyway, I'm not going to install it myself. And I know some people are going to be like, oh, darn. But one of the reasons is um, because I want to keep my warranty intact. And I'm going to go up to the dealer who um, I bought my Jeep from. They have an extreme shop. And they're going to install it, which will keep my um, warranty intact. And it's also one of the main reasons they designed this for the Wrangler is for because so many women and so many moms are buying the Jeep and so many younger kids are driving the Jeep. And you really, when you drive a Wrangler, you really have to be um, pretty on the ball. You can't just sit there and, you know, drive <laughs> your your vehicle like that. You really have to be in the ball, ball because there's so many little bumps and and stuff that you have to be careful of. And anyway, so they designed this to help ease the driving. So I'm going to go up Tuesday they're going to install it. They're going to take some pictures of me because, you know, they're not going to, obviously they don't let you back in the garage. Um, and I'm going to review it myself to see if there is a difference in the steering. So, um, which will be interesting because this um, dealer is about, I think it's about 70 miles away. And I always, when I drive up there, I'm driving through Baltimore, through the tunnels, through all this truck traffic. And I'm on um, I-95, which is one of the main interstates up and down the East Coast. And it's very tense for me whenever I drive my Jeep on the interstate. So I'm going to see if I feel like there's a difference in my steering when I put this on. So it'll be um, kind of interesting to see if if all the hype is what they say it is. You know, I'm sorry to hear well, you're having a situation like that with your uh, your JK. When I, I drive my wife's TJ, boy, that thing is stable as a rock. And uh, that's a four-inch I mean, lift and 33-inch tires. It's, you know, it's fine, it, but it's not like driving, you know, I used to have a Chevy Cavalier, you know, it's, it's oh, a sorry. totally different. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, t- my husband's too, poor him. He, we got a minivan and he had to drive it and it was teal blue. So he called it the oh, toolmobile. But anyway, it's just, it's a different, driving a Jeep is totally different than driving a minivan. It's oh, just yeah. not the same. 
and you know as yeah, jeeps wander as, it's it's been no you know secret for you know ever since jeeps have been around that uh, that they tend to float around a little bit on the freeway and on this uh, it's called the jeep wander and uh, anybody right. who's owned or driven uh, you know a couple few jeeps in their lifetime will be familiar with this if they've ever had one out on the freeway and uh, and yeah the, hopefully Tammy that little uh, sting attenuator uh, fixes that look very much I'm look very much looking forward to your personal review of that so yeah hopefully uh, we get to hear we'll about see. that here in the next week or two yeah we well we do know from the uh, the lucky individual that you gave the other one to that it did make a difference so but it'll be uh, different hearing from you and uh, the first hand report and don't get me wrong I love my Jeep and you know it's I'll I'll put up with the little you know <laughs> little jerks and fishtails and you know nothing will change that I wonder how this is going to affect your drifting you're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Yes, you are. Well, Josh? Mm, we've got <laughs> some fun to have right now. <laughs> Let's see if I can find the right thing here. Amazon.com and the XZ Talk Show present You Bought What? Well, if you guys don't know what this part of the show is, well, we do this every other week. It's called Amazon You Bought What? And uh, what this is all about is our little relationship that we have with Amazon.com. What is Amazon.com, you may ask? Well, it is only the web's number one source for basically anything uh, revolving around online shopping. You need a little thingamajigget or a hoosamajog? Well, you can find it over at Amazon.com. Everything from, uh, well, bacon salt to Jeep parts, pretty much, and everything in between, even Amazon has agreed to give us a list of what you guys are buying, but we don't get to see who buys what. All we see is basically what is on the list. Now, how does this work? You guys have to go to uh, our one of our websites, xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com, and, well, you just click on that Amazon banner right there. It takes you straight over to amazon.com where you can purchase any old thingamajig that you're looking for, but we get a little piece of the pie. You're not going to spend a single penny more, not a red cent more, but it's a great way to help support us and your favorite off-road podcast. Is Red Sense what they use in the, the old communist Russia? I just uh, mm, heard of Red Sense. That, that's an interesting thing. So, bad penny. So I got to say, this is kind of a, 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 an exciting thing here because I think everybody yeah. uh, everybody wants a, a chess uh, freezer from time to time. So this is a Midia, I guess, WAS uh, 1851C single door chest freezer, five cubic feet white. Uh, not that that's important. $223.56. It has mechanical control with adjustable thermostat, recessed handle, removable storage basket, perfect for making uh, uh, room for game meat or a lifetime support supply of Haagen-Dazs. <laughs> Easy to clean the interior in case uh, that dead hooker body leaked a little over the long winter. Storage, we'll see. That's just not, it's just not uh, freezing properly. Uh, balanced hinge design uh, for unbalanced individuals. Uh, I thought Midia was a black guy in drag who made bad movies. Yes, uh, I, uh, I I see where you're going there, Josh. So uh, thank you very much to whoever you are that purchased that on Amazon.com by going over and clicking on our Amazon banner, xjtalk.com or uh, xjtalkshow.com. And a nice salute. Thank you. Absolutely. And That's an appliance. We have. Yeah. Um, Saber Red Pepper Spray and it's police oh, strength. Don't act like you don't know what this is. <laughs> so, in police strength, only in Canada can police carry this. And I have it right here. Look at, ironically, 
It's right here. And it's for when you're running, it has a little hand strap and it has maximum protection and 35 shots. Um, it's up to five times more than just your regular pepper spray. And it's only $9.99 and it comes with this little carrying case. I've got to be really careful here so I don't spray myself. Um, anyway, it's immediately accessible. It's an adjustable hand strap. It's practical protection while you're going running or you're walking out of the mall late at night um, by yourself. Um, and it's the number one brand used by police worldwide, even in Canada. I think they have an extra case in Canada right now, by the way. In New York, Chicago, L.A. County Sheriff's Office, the U.S. Marshals. It's made in the U.S.A., and like I said, it has up to five times more spray than just your regular spray. So you have 35 bursts. So, you know, you have 35 chances to get rid of those bad guys. <laughs> um, protection against multiple threats and the ability to give short burst test sprays. And um, if you ever do buy this, you should really squirt it. You know, you test it out the first time, just like out in the backyard against a tree or something. Um, just make sure your kids aren't around. Um it produces a powerful ballistic stream and it reduces blowback. And I did test this out and it is, it is a very long um, stream of spray. It's uh, got a four-year shelf life and it's perfect for long-term food storage. And it tastes really great on eggs. So uh, <laughs> we agreed on the pre-show that Tammy was actually going to use one of those 35 shots to, to show us how it works. And... Uh, <laughs> Just a little, 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 little spritz sorry, in the mouth. I'm sorry, I'm just chicken. Just, what's it, you, you women do? You put it a little bit on your neck. You know, you just could do a little dab here and there. A little dab here. <laughs> dab there, yeah. You know, I was a little, just, little, little something on a, on a Ritz cracker, a little, little spritz <laughs> yeah. on, a, on, a, on, a, on a Triscuit or something. I was just thinking, you know, you should have that with you at all times, of course, when you're out. But especially when you're walking through the mall and those girls are standing there waiting to spray you with uh, perfume. Oh, <laughs> really? Here, counter spray. <laughs> Oh, I'll try yours That's if you try mine. That's a scent. <laughs> Smell mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mama. Clears the entire lower floor. Uh, but anyway, we can all. Well, I've got one here. This is uh, from uh, one of my favorite categories, the automotive department. This is a super loud Stebble Nautilus compact twin air horn system. Universal fit for cars, trucks, boats, ATVs, motorcycles, and scooters. This thing was only $46.95 and came with free shipping. This is a genuine stubble compact Nautilus air horn as opposed to a fake no-name Chinese-made air horn. <laughs> Compatible with every 12-volt electrical system including cars, trucks, motorcycles, ATVs, go-karts, golf carts, boats, tractors, snowmobiles, and that device you have in your nightstand drawer that you don't want anyone to know about. May require creative mounting solutions and bracketing. Wire kits are sold separately. In other words... You better know what you're doing. Loud enough to wake distracted drivers with 139 decibels of attention-getting dual-tone sound. Special harmonic tone ensures full and complete bowel emptying of said <laughs> distractive drivers. <laughs> it's the brown sound. Yeah, uh, you know, Tammy, I was just thinking, if, you, uh, if you're driving down in your open Jeep, topless, and somebody cuts you off with that powerful stream, you could actually probably spray laterally not in front of you don't don't spray in front but to the side <laughs> and then just speed away and actually it'll help you get away with that steering stabilizer on there because it'll be easier to steer <laughs> and maybe for those non-waivers oh yes absolutely all right well there you go we just found out what you bought 
Oh my god, I just can't believe that made it on the list. Now we get to find out about Wheeling Where. That's right, guys. What is happening around the nation in your town and around the woods? Well, uh, this is where we talk about a couple few events coming up in the uh, relative areas of well, the nation or worldwide. The 10th annual Jeep Beach is happening. Jeep Beach is an annual event of Jeep enthusiasts celebrating a passion for off-road vehicles and is five days of family-friendly fun for Jeep owners. Some of the activities will include obstacle courses for all levels of drivers, uh, meet face-to-face -face with leading industry vendors, drive in a parade, there's a huge raffle, show and shine, and a lot more. All happening April 22nd through the 26th. That's basically going on right now for our live viewers. And it's all happening Daytona Beach, Florida. And for more information, just go to jeepbeach.com. Also, Jeep Jamboree presents the 23rd annual Big Bear Jeep Jamboree, May 7th through the 9th in Big Lake, California. For more information, uh, go to jeepjamboreeusa.com. Ah, well, you guys may have noticed that we didn't do our review this week, but we ran a little long, so we're going to save it for next week. Tammy will be happy because she means she doesn't have to write anything for next week. Oh, yeah. Hey, no homework hey. for Tammy this week. <laughs> so, guys, uh, we really appreciate you being here for the show, whether it's live or watching the recorded uh, show on YouTube, and especially uh, the, the, the people that we do this podcast for, which is the ones that listen to the audio-only podcast to and from work, at work, at the gym, while mowing the grass. There's uh, many different ways that you can uh, listen to this. Hell, it may, it may even work better than thinking about baseball during those special times with your mm. uh, spouse. So we, we encourage you to listen to it uh, whenever it's a pleasure for you to do so. You can find us over on uh, the Twitter. You can find us on the Facebook. You can even find us on the Google+. Plus. So uh, you kids and your social media. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's like xjtalkshow.com, xjtalk. Uh, it, it, there's a theme here. It's like two letters. And the word talk, XJ Talk. Just do a search for XJ Talk or XJ Talk Show, and you'll find us all over the internet. Yeah, pretty much, guys. We are all over the interwebs. And make sure you guys are heading over to iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Leave us a five-star review and a comment, if you would, please. And, of course, make sure you guys are telling a friend about not only the show, but the websites as well as our YouTube channel. So make sure you are spreading the word. And share us on your Facebook account, guys. Talk about the XJ Talk Show in one of your next posts. We'd really appreciate it. Come on, Tammy. You can do it. Oh, sorry. I'm zoning here. And don't forget to go <laughs> to www.jeepmama.com, M-O-M-M-A. -M -M -A. And you, I also have links to the XJ Talk Show there, too. Check out what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis with my Jeep and just my life. Yeah, she has a lot of uh, interesting things, a lot of pictures. Uh, I don't know about you, Josh, but I like pictures. It's a lot better than I those sure pesky words. You know, you got to think yep, about yep. words. And you guys have an interesting story to tell about your Jeep. I just know it. We want to hear about it. So if you'd like to get on the show for an interview, you want to talk about your Jeep, and heck, who doesn't want to talk about their Jeep? Well, <laughs> send us an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com uh, or even give us a call on our 24-7 voicemail line, 530-675-4102. We hope to hear from you soon. You guys have a great Jeep week, and uh, catch us next Thursday, 10 p.m. Uh, Central Time, live right here on uh, YouTube Live, also xgtalkshow.com. Good night, everyone. See you next time. <laughs>